You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this episode of the podcast of Morning Breath. If you are new to the program, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible, and then we sleep, you know, we read it the night before, then the next morning we come in and we we read it again, we read it on the air, and we talk about God breathes on our hearts. It's usually either Pastor Dan or Matt or Jessica, it's a pastor on staff, and then a co-host, and it's a lot of fun. I love it. We don't prepare messages. We don't go looking up the Greek and the Hebrew. We literally just humble ourselves draw close to God and watch how God will draw close to us and just let him speak. We love also having guests on, hearing different perspectives, hearing how people, how the how the Holy Spirit speaks to different people. And today I have a co-host with me that I'm really super excited about. Incredible, incredible young lady. She is a big sister in our apprenticeship program. She's the Avenue Worship Center's administrator. She is probably one of the most loving people I have ever met in my entire life, and she has been such a blessing to the East Coast family since crashing in here a couple of years ago, and I tell you what, you definitely make East Coast a better place. So I want to welcome Hannah Siemens to the show. How are you doing, Hannah? Woohoo! Thanks, Pastor David. I'm great, and I definitely did look up the Greek and the Hebrew, so... You did? <laughs> okay, well, truth be known. Truth be known. Well, we're doing Proverbs 12 today, so we're going to get into that a little bit. So that could kind of help on... on on maybe some of the digging in deeper for the for the stuff, and I I read the chapter and I I'm excited. Proverbs is such a powerful book. Getting into the Word of God is powerful. Getting into the Word of God is life changing. And I tell you, we have different ways to get into the Word of God, and how we do it. We're, we're intentional by by not just making one way to to study the Bible, but several ways. Like for instance, we have a different way that we present the gospel, the same gospel. But to the youth on Tuesday nights and on Sunday nights, we call it TNT or the new thing, and it's our youth ministry. And we have some incredible youth pastors that do that. We also have a way we reach the college students in the 20-somethings, and it's called the mezzanine. It's on Sunday night. You're a part of mezzanine. Tell us, tell us about mezzanine. Man, I love the mezzanine. It's for ages 18 to 29. We get together every Sunday night at the Parkway starting at 7-ish. Right? used to be 7, <laughs> but now we're at 7-ish because us mezzanites are pretty cool. So um, it's incredible, honestly, having all these young adults gather before the Lord and just um, enjoying worship together, enjoying word from a pretty cool pastor. Um, I think you guys <laughs> might know him. His name is Pastor David, and he's right here. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. If you know young adult, just put your armor on him and invite him to mezzanine. Come on. Come on. Bring him on out. And we also have four locations. We got a Vieira location. We got Merritt Island location with the Avenue Worship Center, which we're on Woo-hoo. that team. And then the Coco location as well. So wherever you're at in Brevard County, plug into one of our locations as well because we love to get the gospel out to people. I tell you what. If you're, though, maybe not in Brevard County, Florida, and you want to follow along to your first time hearing Morning Breath, um, tell them how they can follow us and, and jump in on what we're doing at East Coast. Yeah, well, we have a pretty cool app called the East Coast app, and it's blue, and it's for Androids and iPhones. Um, it's really incredible, and you can find us at C. yes, that's three Cs, dot U-S for any information, events, past sermons, and to find all of the Morning Breath episodes. And you can so follow us on social media. Come on. Were you ready to talk about Jesus? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. So there's 28 verses. And 
What do you say? I'll take the first 14. Deal. I'm New King James. What are you doing? ESV. All right. Hannah, get me started. All right. I say unto you, read, sir. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a wicked man in t- intentions will he will condemn. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of of righteousness cannot be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but he who causes, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thought of the righteous are right. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsel of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are, the words of the wicked are, lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will be condemned, commended according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. Better is the one who is slighted but has a servant than one who is honored himself but lacks bread. A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills the la- his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wickedness is ensnared by transgressions of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. A man will be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand will be rendered to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Mm. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. The hands of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Whoever is slothful will not roast his game, but the diligent man will get precious wealth. In the path of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Amen. Man, Man, Proverbs is such a good book. This is the 12th chapter if you're jumping in midway on it. And I want to encourage you that when it starts pointing towards towards these these. Uh, one line, almost some could comparatively make them axioms, quotes, or even fortune cookie style wisdoms that get dropped out to us as as um, Solomon would be writing this. We have to understand that this is not opinion, okay? This is not like I'm going to take this. Now, you might use it for a season as maybe you are on a journey with God and, and, and you're thinking about stuff or maybe you're an atheist and you're listening right now. And you're okay, well, what does the Bible have to say? And these are some pretty like clear cut statements here, and some are declarations, some are foundations. Depends on where you are in in this process, but you have to understand that these are these are truth. 
okay? And we stand on them. And people are like, well, what do you mean? That we have to understand that this is the Old Testament and this is pointing towards Jesus, all right? That we are actually finding finding a perspective and a side of Jesus right here inside of Proverbs and inside the 12th chapter. And, and I love it because if you fast forward to the New Testament right now and you go to Colossians, let me read Colossians 2 verses kind of 2 and 3. I'm going to do like, like a 2B if we had to like label it. But it says this, both the Father, uh, uh, both and the Father of Christ, now Christ being the subject here, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So what does that mean? In whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What is Proverbs all about? Wisdom and knowledge. So we know that when we are looking inside of the book of Proverbs, that we are seeing a type of Jesus Christ, a what he would be saying, what he would be talking about. And he's saying stuff to us here in, in this chapter. He's like, hey, listen, you, you're you, like my translations literally said, if you do not take in correction, you're stupid. And it's like, I actually, when I read that, cause I switched at the last second, um, I switched to uh, new King James I actually read it originally in the NLT. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do NLT. It's a little bit more relatable, a little bit more understanding. Uh, Hannah was reading, you're reading ESV, right? Correct. Right. So I was like, I want to go some little more old school. I was like, I want to hear a little bit more of the, um, the, the older language that was, was there. And it's a, but no, he even says he who creates, he who hates correction is stupid. Let me help everybody out there. Nobody loves correction. Correction is awful sometimes, right? Like every husband out there does not like when they receive correction. And you know what I'm talking about if you're listening right now. You get frustrated. It is like, oh, and especially if correction's done publicly, especially if it's done in the wrong way. This is not even adding on the other caveats of what happens when correction happens. It's literally just saying the base root, correction, all right? But it says, he who hates correction is stupid. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but we have to understand that correction is important, that correction is foundational, that, that otherwise we have, and you see later in the chapter here, it talks about like, we pretty much put ourselves on a pedestal if we think that we're above correction. A little known fact that people don't know is actually the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL are also the players that have the most coaches in the NFL. And you would think, why does Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have the most coaches? They're first round Hall of Famers, no doubt. Um, it's because they realize that they need another set of eyes and perspective. And I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll end this moment on this before I, I hand it over to um, Hannah, is that I am careful, though, of who adds criticism into my life and who adds correction. See, correction, I can actually assign someone to help me with that. Criticism can come from anywhere at any time, all right? And I can't live to the prison of criticism. But I actually open myself to wisdom and allow somebody, Pastor Dan, Pastor uh, Matt, my wife, my beautiful wife, Nancy, very dear friends of mine. I say, hey, and I like to every now and then let them know, hey, if you see me doing something and you need to speak up, speak up. I give you that place in my life because I want to empower people. So if I'm doing something crazy that they speak up because I don't want to be stupid. So that's kind of one of the first things that jumped out at me. Hannah, what about you? 
That was so good. I love that you addressed that because constructive criticism from one of your mentors is a sign of care. So coaching is care. And so I can receive it freely from Pastor David, knowing that his heart is for me and to develop me as a stronger leader. But if I'm not willing to receive constructive criticism, then that shows that I have pride and that I think that I already know. Um, And I know that knowledge and wisdom, that is Jesus. So the more that I get to know Jesus and who he is, the more that I'm opening myself up to construction and discipline for knowledge and wisdom, which is incredible. I also, I just love this because um, I know that God has a lot of big plans for all of us. And sometimes it's, it's scary because it's bigger than us. And we know that we can't do it without God, but he's encouraging us. I mean, he's very black and white in this and um, there's no gray areas. He's pretty much just saying, be willing to work hard and do what it takes. Mm. Like you reap what you sow and it's going to be worth it. Listen to the advice from wise counsel. Like he's put leaders and mentors in our life to receive discipline and to receive constructive criticism. And Proverbs is offering that in just this scripture today. And I think to be able to open your heart to receive it is incredible. And that's a phenomenal step that we can take in developing like our skills as leaders. Absolutely. And a way I like to look at some of the uh, determination and diligence, because there's some people inside of Christianity that feel like they can just speak something and God will do it as if God is a servant to us now because of the cross. But instead it is us that have forfeited our lives and given everything that we have to Jesus. We are actually his servants. We actually, and he calls us friend. And they have the mindset of, I'll just, uh, I'll just say it and it'll happen. Or some people call us, I'll just blab and grab. That's not really true, and and that's not even a motto that I like to do. Is what I do is I stand on the word of God, I speak the word of God, speak into this mountain, be it thou removed. All right, so I speak the word of God, and I know that the word of God will not return void to me, but in my character. Now I'm not going to quote scripture here, but just a little something that might help is if there is something that if there is a worry that will keep me up at night, then that will be the willpower that gets me up early. All right, I'm not going to allow it, the worry to keep me up late at night, stealing my time from my wife, stealing time from my family and my loved ones. Instead, I will turn that worry into willpower to get up early and attack my day and get up my day. I cannot have a clear heart of worrying when I'm not actually putting my best foot forward. The horse is prepared for battle, but victory is from you, O oh Lord. Do you know how long it takes to prepare a horse for battle? I mean, not even just day of. I mean, it takes a long time to make sure that that horse doesn't run when swords are clanging, when gunfire is going, when when it it, it feels a, a hit get taken to itself. Like, it takes a while. So you can't give up just because a season gets difficult. But you have to stand on the promise that the victory is from the Lord. So that, that just stands out to me. Yeah, in Proverbs 12, it's offering so much wisdom, and he's offering rewards for that. As we follow and we read the scripture and we apply it to our lives, he said that you will have plenty, that you will have joy, that you will have peace, that you are declared righteous, that he will be delighted in you, that you will rule, that you make him glad, that you will have precious wealth, and that you will have life. And I think those are incredible promises that God's Come offering on. us right now. Just to just to be here now and listen to the scripture and apply them to our life. That's so good. And and you know, kind of the way I apply that to my life is if it's not gonna make my father proud, then I don't wanna do it. You know, mm-hmm. people are like, Well, that feels good to say, but it kind of stings to live out. You know, um, 
you know, I, I, I have done and I, and I sometimes do video and side work and, and web design and stuff like that. And I won't take a deal. I won't go into, you know, working with somebody, um, if I don't have peace about it or if, if, you know, if I know like something about what I'm doing is not right, if it's not making my heavenly father proud, uh, of the, if I, if I can't pray about the moment that I'm in or what I mean by that, not to over spiritualize, if Jesus was alive and in the moment that I was in, would he be like, yo, David, what are you doing? Or, or why are we doing it like this? This isn't how I, I would want this done. Then I want to get out of that. I don't, I don't want to do that. And that's what he's talking about here when he goes on to this whole mindset of like the deceitful are like this. The wise are like that. The deceitful, you know, and he goes on back and forth with some of these pictures. And it's like, you know, if you're out there and, and you know, maybe there's someone at work or at the gym or at, you know, wherever you go and hang out and it's not your spouse. And, you know, maybe that if, if Jesus was there with you, he'd be like, what are you doing in this conversation? This is not honoring to your spouse. This is not honoring to, to your wife, whether it's uh, uh, shades of leading to adultery or if it's even bad-mouthing your wife or your, your husband to other women or guys, whatever that might be, that's, that's deceitful. That's not how we are. If you have an issue with somebody, man, you need to take it to them. You don't need to take it to other people. But I love that Proverbs points out here, that it's like people can feel that off of you. Like, and you guys know what I'm talking about. They've actually have had some scientific studies on this that show that emotions actually can radiate frequency and that love radiates a higher frequency. And that's why when you get around a loving person that they actually, you actually can sometimes feel a difference and it's through the empathy, but believe it or not, shame and condemnation have a much smaller level frequency. And that's why you just feel like something's wrong from them and you just, but you can't explain it. Something's off. And, and, and I don't really want to go too deep in that. And I'm not, I'm not like resting my credit on that, but I'm just going to say is that when you are acting deceitful, when you have a brokenness inside of you, man, people can feel that sometimes. And it's God saying, hey, listen, you're not fooling anybody. It's better to just live a life that's righteous than to try and manipulate or construct or, or, or swindle this life where you are actually making your God the pleasures of this world. Yeah, as much as he's offering so much reward um, for his children, he also offers the flip side that the wicked will be punished. Like sin is real, which is why we have to understand that our God is a God of justice. He's a just God. And so having reverence and fear for him, knowing that he will do what is right because Hell is real, but it is not in our job description to judge or condemn others. We must focus on him in developing our wisdom and our knowledge and focusing on Jesus and walking in his righteousness because there are times where we're going to struggle with sin, but that does not mean that you're not righteous because you struggle with sin. Like you are human, but we do not want to live in sin. And that is who he's addressing in this scripture. He's addressing those who are actively choosing to live in in sin. And those are the wicked who will be punished because mm. our God is just and he is good. He is fundamentally good. Absolutely. And I love the way you point out his character and nature over these circumstances because he will judge and, and people are like, oh, well, all the judgment fell on Jesus. Um, the wrath and judgment fell on Jesus for sin of mankind. Yes, but you still will reap what you sow. If you are out here 
doing stuff that is deceitful and uh, foolish, you know, like, but the heart of the fool proclaims foolishness. If you're doing that, well, then you're going to reap that. And if you're here now, and I'm going to say something kind of hard, but I mean it in love, just as an indicator for you to, to check where your life's at. If you're constantly surrounded by drama, it might be because you feed into a drama culture or you allow a drama culture to happen in your home, to happen in your life. And it even comes on a, a level of like, if you watch foolish shows, if you watch shows that like are just constantly just, just uplifting stuff that as Christians, we don't value, uh, like sexual promiscuous, like sexual immorality and this and that. And also you start seeing that in the fruit of the people around you then, man, you need to check that and say, hey, listen, this is, these are foolish things. These aren't the prudent things. You know, this is the nonsense that God wants for me because I know he has better for me. And, and I try to encourage people, if you feel a struggle or a distance from God, watch what you're watching and watch what you're listening to because the word's very clear. It says it in Second Chronicles and it also says it in James. Old Testament, New Testament, either way, he says, draw to me and I will come near you. But if you are drawing to you know, the weekend and the halftime show that he did a couple weeks ago, if you're drawing to Cardi B or you're drawing to uh, that new Netflix show or whatever, instead of drawing into God, are you drawing more into that, dwelling on that, fixating on that? Then you're going to wonder why God feels silent. God never went silent. You just quit listening and looking at him. We're sitting across each other right now inside of this room and Hannah's here. I'm facing her. It would be much more difficult of a program if I spun my chair around backwards. Did Hannah ever leave the room? No, but I took my focus off her. That's good. And that's what's happening with God. What are you thinking inside? Well, I'm sitting here getting a little convicted because I've been watching The Bachelor. I knew, I didn't <laughs> want to call you out. I was not going to call you out on, on air. But like. conviction is very healthy, and that's God's gentle way of just nudging us to redirect our hearts towards Him. And so um, getting in the Word more is definitely going to be very healthy for me. Um, but if you're feeling condemned for watching a specific show, like condemnation is not from the Holy Spirit. Come conviction on. is. Um, but I highly recommend, like, getting with someone that you trust, like a godly brother or sister in Christ, and just talking about it and bring it to the light and see if it's something that is a problem. And if you can lay it down, great. But if you're just watching The Bachelor once a week with your friends, but then you're pressing into the word every single day of the week, like, and you, you're feeling okay about that, like, me, for example, then, hey, Hakuna Matata, right, Pastor David? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> man. She pinned me in a corner. Did you guys hear how she did that? <laughs> I'll say, I'll quote scripture back to be Christ-like. All things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. And you might hear be driving down and be like, she watched The Bachelor. That's, I can't believe she's on the show. Well, you can say the same thing about me watching The Buccaneers. You can say the same thing about go right down the line, all right? And it, 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 you will, we will be known by how we love. Yeah. All right, in the fruit we produce. And Romans actually says, Romans says, why are you judging other people? Don't you know you'll stand on the judgment seat of God and he will judge every action that you do in the flesh? So all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. But you know what? Condemnations from the enemy, convictions from the spirit. We'll unpack this more when we get back from the break. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, we work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453 kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, here we go. Final thoughts. I want to unpack if you're listening. Man, I love that Hannah was like, hey, listen, you know what? There's moments as we're pressing in that it's not a sin to to watch a TV show. 
But it is a sin to let that show consume you and who you are. And if you see the fruit of your life looking more like that TV show than it does looking like Jesus, as he would say that, that he is the vine and we are the branch, then, then yeah. And I love how there's a gauge of we don't go off condemnation, but conviction is the Holy Spirit leading us to be who we are matching our righteousness as much as we can. That's called sanctification, by the way. But I tell you what, you asked the question, Hannah, what was that? You said it before. So when we read Proverbs 12, when we got down to verse 20, it says, um, deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. And I was wondering, how do you plan peace? Simple. Believe it or not, and it's very difficult as it's simple, is peace is actually Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. So what it is, is taking our moments here on earth and having the the free will to give them back to Jesus and trusting. That peace is found in a trust in our Heavenly Father with our kids, with our finances, with our health. And that is a journey. You have to grow that till you get to the point to whatever comes at you, you have peace. Why? Because you are in Christ who is the Prince of Peace. So, man, I've super enjoyed doing uh, Proverbs 12. Hannah, great job today. We're going to say bye to everybody. That was good. Take care, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.